This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. I've got returning guest Alex Milne back with us, of course, national content editor at the Daily Express to talk about everything Tottenham Hotspur and, of course, the January transfer window. Alex, welcome back to the channel. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Chris. Nice to see you again. Um, I was actually trying to remember back this morning about the last time um, I was on. And I think it was just after we beat Aston Villa 4-0 last season. Um, it was a very positive show. We played some lovely football. Son scored a hat trick, and um, it was a really exciting time. So, uh, as we can see, things can change very quickly with Tottenham. And unfortunately, I don't think uh, today's show is going to be quite as happy as uh, as that one was. Alex, first of all, let's talk about how you're feeling because I should have mentioned actually, as well as uh, you working at the Daily Express, of course, you are a Spurs fan. Um, how are you feeling as a fan right now? What have you made of the season so far? Um, where to start? I, I just feel this. It, it's almost back to the days of of kind of the the mid the mid two thousand sort of early ones where I just I just don't know where where we go from here. I feel like we we've tried everything. We've tried different types of managers. We've made signings uh, and just it's not working again. It's, it's it's getting to that that horrible feeling where there's a clear disconnect now between Conte and the club. Uh, the players don't seem to be buying into it. The fans aren't buying into it. You know, you go into the stadium and there's just that lack of lack of atmosphere, lack of excitement. I mean, if we look at the last two league games, two nil, both two nil losses, and so little to shout about, so few chances, so little excitement. And we're talking about here a club that charge one of the highest ticket prices in the world, um, and it's very worrying. It's extremely worrying. I know that football can change very quickly. We saw it with the Palace game where I think everyone was kind of doom and gloom. And then we end up putting in one of our best halves of the season and winning 4-0. But where do we go from here when we got City coming up twice? The season could could quite feasibly be over for us within within a few weeks or a month or so. 
Um, so it's extremely concerning. And I, I think you'd be hard-pressed at the moment to find any Spurs fan that, that has got much positive to say because it's, it's been that bleak recently. Alex, what do you make of Antonio Conte's style of football? Are you still 100% behind him? I think the thing is that when, when Conte first came in, we all, I think, agreed that he might not be the perfect fit for us, that we weren't going to see the, the swashbuckling attacking football that we saw under, for example, Mauricio Pochettino. But I think all Spurs fans have been so starved of success recently that we thought, well, look, if we can put that to one side, if he wins us anything, a Carabao Cup, an FA Cup, um, another good run in the Champions League, even the Europa League, we've put that to one side and accept it because we know he's a winner, much like Mourinho. And we thought, you know, he, we just need any kind of silverware, no matter how we play. And the difference is, again, that when he first came, we saw that passion on the touchline. He G'd up the crowd. He hugged his players enthusiastically. They felt like there's something really special building. Whereas now we've got the, the negative football, we've got the directionless football, but we don't have, even have results. So there's, there's kind of very little that, that there is to back up Conte at the moment. He's one of the highest paid managers in the world. Yes, we know there's squad issues. Yes, we know that we don't have the players who can match City. Uh, I hate to say Arsenal. Um, Newcastle at the moment, I'd argue, have got almost a better squad than us. Um but he should be doing more. He's got to be doing more. He's, he's you know, one of the most recognisable, most charismatic managers in world football on his day. And at the moment, even he looks lost and he looks like he's he's already kind of thinking about his next move. So, sure, there's issues around the whole club. There's issues. I think everyone has to take a share of the blame. But Antonio Conte certainly got to take a big portion of it. Alex, what do you make of uh, Antonio Conte's press conference, particularly the last one, um, calling out, um, the board and the sporting director saying that they're not here talking about the club's vision. I've got mixed feelings about it because on the one hand, I, I think he is pretty spot on. Uh, I mean, where is Daniel Levy? How often do we hear from him? I know that it's, it's an issue in, in not just at Spurs, but it can be an issue in many football clubs when, when owners kind of hide in the shadows and, and don't speak forward. But at the end of the day, he is the most powerful man at Tottenham Hotspur. And we hear from him probably, what, once or twice a year, maybe at the end of the season, or or well, when we inevitably sack a manager, we hear from him. Other than that, no one seems to know what Daniel Levy is doing. I mean, numerous journalists have talked in, in the past about the difficulties of getting an interview with him, of communicating with him. We know that, you know, there's been many reports that he he's, is slightly socially awkward and doesn't communicate. It's not his forte. But at the moment, as I've said, no one seems to know what the direction is, what the plan is, whether we are you know, meant to be backing this world-class manager or whether in the summer we're going down a whole different way, ripping it all up and starting again. Uh, and from a, pre a player's perspective, looking in as well, if, if you're thinking of, of joining us in January, you'd be thinking, well, am I going to play under Antonio Conte or am I going to play under him for a, a few months? I'm in a new manager. Um, what is the aim of the club? Are we wanting to be a, a regular top four club? Are we just hoping to, you know tread water, maybe go on a few cup runs. There's just there's just no sort of no sort of long term planning. So from that aspect I can understand and, and Conte's comments. On the other hand, it seems slightly convenient that he's only bringing them up now when he's under a bit of pressure. I mean, he's not said this before and it feels like it's again an example of him trying to shift the blame, get the attention off him. You know, we've seen him having a pop at have a chairman, the medical staff, uh the players, but I can't remember one example where he said, you know, I, I got this wrong. I should have changed things quicker. I should have, ch uh, you know, put someone else in the starting lineup. So, you know, it's 
is, is, is a conference that very much sums up a disconnect of the club at the moment. You know, you wouldn't get many managers having a pop of a chairman and getting away with it. Um, but he seems to be doing it. And again, we just wonder where where is Levy? When would he act? And what's going to happen? Because as far as I can tell, no, no one really knows. I was going to say that, actually, because, you know, certainly in the last couple of press conferences, surely he's come out and the, the board can't be happy with what he said. How long do you think he's going to be at Spurs, Conte? I I think a lot depends on, on, on the next few weeks. I mean, as, as I've mentioned, we've got City on Thursday. <laughs> it's got I mean, it's really got to a bad stage where you've even got Spurs fans who don't want us to win that game because of, of course, the, the, the Arsenal thing. But I mean, we're, we're in January. We're not even half well. We're just about halfway through the season, and it's yeah. almost at the point where Spurs are Spurs fans are writing off the season, saying, "Well, we'd rather we'd rather throw a game effectively to stop our rivals winning something." But how bad is that? But we've got so little chance of aiming for anything ourselves that we'd rather do that. Um, so I mean, look, a heavy defeat in that game, and then I think it's Fulham after that. That's not an easy game. They're they're you know doing really well at the moment. They, they're pretty much everything, but we're not. They've got a clear system, exciting football. Um, riding high off a wave of positivity around the stadium. So that's not going to be easy. And then City again, I think there's Preston in between that as well. But feasibly, if, if you know, there's not a win out of those three games coming up, it wouldn't surprise me if there's no option for Levy to pull the trigger. Um, on the other hand, you know, we could scrape a draw here and there, maybe beat Fulham and, and it, it'll just continue on till the end of the season. But it has to at some point be be a plan in mind. And this is, I think this is the issue with Conte's short-term contracts that, sure, it suits him and it maybe suits the club in, in a certain aspect that we can get rid of him quickly and get someone else in. But we're, we're left where we might just have a few months of complete and utter uncertainty where we've essentially written off another season and we've got no no idea of what's going on going forward. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. If, if I was to have hazard a guess, I'd say we will stumble towards the end of the season and it'll leave it then, maybe finishing sixth seventh even eighth but it's uh it's 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 a bleak picture let's put it like that with that said alex and if conte um did plan to leave on the 30th of june um after his contract expires in your opinion what does spurs need to do in this january transfer window i mean we all know that january is a difficult time to spend realistically we're probably not going to get in the kind of caliber of player that's going to take us to the next level. Um, but we need to fill the holes that we've got in the squad. I mean, wing back is the obvious one. We know that, frankly, our wing backs aren't good enough. Jed Spence, we, we don't know how good he is. We just don't have a clue. We've seen what he can do at championship level, but for whatever reason, which could be a whole nother show on its own, Conte doesn't seem to fancy him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, we're being linked with this Pedro Porro. I can't pretend I'm a complete expert in the player, but from what I've seen, he certainly is an, an improvement on what we've got. Um, yep. He looks comfortable with a ball at his feet. He can take a man on. He can whip across in, which is the kind of player we've been crying out for for, for years and years. So I'd be happy if that gets done. Um, from what I understand, negotiations are still ongoing. Sporting are holding out for our 45 million uh, release clause, which which it looks like. We might pay, whether that's all up front or in, in instalments seems to be the main sticking point. But I wouldn't be surprised if that deal does get done, which would be positive. Um, again, it might, it might be a case of, you know, being late in the, in the window rather than in the coming days. But hopefully that'll get sorted. There's also talk about Leandro Trossard. I mean, I'm less kind of optimistic and also less sure that he's what we're looking for. 
good player. Yeah. Of course, he scored seven goals so far this season. We've seen that he can he can turn it on, especially against big teams. But we're going to be battling. It looks like Arsenal and Chelsea for him, which is one issue. Uh, and another one is his is his kind of attitude. We've seen it. Well, my colleague Ryan Taylor kind of broke the news that he stormed off and he jumped on the Eurostar after a falling out with the manager. It's not a sign of a player that maybe we want in our dressing room. Um, and it's just one of those, again, where is he really going to take us to the next level? Is he a player that we've gone out, scouted and thought, yeah, that's who we really want? Or is it a case of, oh, he's on the market, he's going to be relatively cheap, um, he'll do a job for a bit maybe, and let's hope that he, he ex- exceeds expectations. I think £25 millions around the, the number that's being banded around for him, which is you know, a very levy signing. It's, it's a very reasonable amount of money, but... I just I can't see how he's going to be really a massive improvement on what we've got in that position. Um, and aside from that, I, I really can't see where another another transfer is coming from. We know that the goalkeeping situation is one we need to address, but it seems like more of a summer a summer move than anything else. I personally would love David Raya from from Brentford. I think he's brilliant, but again, there's issues of would he want to come to us specifically? You know, Brentford are, are on a good roll. Would he there be other clubs in for him? United need a new keeper, probably. They wouldn't be surprised if they go in for him or a Spanish team, something like that. So yeah, I mean this this January it's it's gonna be about, as it always is for Spurs, finding the players that are realistic, putting in, you know, low ball offers and hoping that one of them comes good. But I I, I can't see anything that's gonna really excite or outstand the fans, really. Alex, dare I ask the question? Um, you know, the last time I was excited about a signing where I thought, wow, was Jurgen Klingsman back in 1994. You know, it was a real wow signing. And yes. I, I, as a Spurs fan, want to see top quality players coming into the football club as, you know, as they do all of the other top uh, six sides in the Premier League. They're all doing business in this January transfer window. Why do you think that Spurs don't seem to get this to get these deals done in bringing in world-class players because the reason I asked that, Antonio Conte, if you're bringing in a world-class manager like Antonio Conte, you know that he's going to want the best. You know that he is going to want to build uh, a, a winning team. He is a born winner. He's won trophies everywhere he's gone. Surely this time Spurs need to change the way that they do things and back this manager. Um, I'm personally, you know, for me personally, I'm hoping that he stays beyond the summer. I'm hoping that, you know, he is the guy to bring us success that we haven't had in so long. But when you look back at the managers, Pochettino, he didn't spend a, a penny in 518 days. He was then sacked after the, you know, shortly after the Champions League final. Jose Mourinho sacked six days before a cup final. Nuno Espirito Santo it took him 72 days to appoint him. Of course, it didn't work out. So when you bring in Antonio Conte, Surely it has to work. This this time it has to be different. The thing is, though, Chris, you say that, but I, I got the sense in the summer that most Spurs fans were were really happy with our business, um, and myself included. I think I think we maybe bigged up the summer much much more than it actually was. I mean, when you look at it now, can you really say any one of those signings have been a massive success? You could say Richarlison. Okay, he's had injury issues. He, he has shown signs of quality. But the jury is very much out, especially when you consider his price fee. Uh, Perisic has done okay without being spectacular. I probably expected a bit more from him, um, but he's not been, you know, disaster. And then when you look at everyone else, I mean, Bissoum has been an absolute woeful. I, I cannot understand what's gone wrong with him when you consider how good he was at Brighton, how much was expected of him. I just haven't seen any real, real even signs of promise from him. Jed Spence, we know he's been a disaster as well. 
So, I mean, you know, there was money spent. It wasn't as much as, as other clubs. Um, but I, I just think it all comes down to we're not, we're not identifying the exact players we want. We're looking at who's available, putting in bids, and then just kind of getting what's on the market. Whereas, I mean, I'm not saying the Spurs should be more like Brighton and Brentford, but if you look at their business models, they are so much more advanced in terms of their scouting, of their kind of signing players out of nowhere, upcoming players who maybe have gone under the radar, that they then mould into brilliant players that are Premier League proven, that they can then sell on for bigger fees. But I just don't get why we can't do that. We've got all the infrastructure in place. We've got the best day, well, arguably the best day in the world, amazing training facilities. We've got the money there. Why can't we, you know, just step back a minute and say, right, where's it going wrong? Why have we signed so many dud players? You know, why? I mean, yeah, Kulisevsky, Benton, Kerr, great. I kind of feel like they were flukes as well in the sense that they have ended up all right. But so many players we bring in just do not do the business. And, and it can't be a coincidence. So whether it's addressing it earlier um, or helping players settle in better, I don't know what it is, but something clearly has got to change. Um, and yeah, as I said, I think I think the main issue at the moment is going to be attracting players to the club of that calibre because they're going to look elsewhere and see, well, why would I go Spurs above Newcastle, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea? all of them kind of looking more promising future than we have at the moment. Alex, how do you think that the club uh, can win some of the fans back and get them on board and, 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 and make things different in the next couple of weeks? What do Spurs need to do? Is it the case of we need to go out, spend big, show real ambition, uh, show Conte that we're backing him, uh, that we want him to be here next season? Because, of course, Conte himself keeps coming out and saying he's happy at Tottenham. Hmm. I mean, as I said before, I think communication is just crucial at this point because the fans don't know if Conte is going to be here or not. And and it's so hard to to get behind the team and to get behind Conte himself um, when you could think, well, he's, he's, he's not invested. He's, he's kind of just biding his time, picking up a big paycheck until he finds a better offer in the summer. Um, I know the supporters board have have written to the club with with questions about the long term vision. Yeah. As far as I know, there's not been a response from that yet. So I'll be intrigued to see even when that those answers are released. Um, but it's it's just identifying what we want to be in a club. Whether, you know, Im- imagine in a few weeks, the results do improve. Conte pens a long deal. Levy says, right, we're backing our man and that's it. I just think even if results don't immediately pick up, there will still be more of a more of a getting behind knowing that he's, he's there for the long term. Um, whereas at the moment, there's just... We don't know what team we are. We don't know what team we're, we're supporting at the moment. Um, if he does go, I just hope that we identify a, a manager who is going to buy into the vision and buy into what we want. So whether that's a young new manager who's kind of work his way up, a kind of Pochettino mould, who Levy's going to say, right, we, we don't have all the money in the world, but here's a few players, go and do your best with them. And we get that kind of positive energy. Because what we don't need anymore, and what we can't, I don't think any Spurs fan can can bear at the moment, is just for constant, you know, as journalists, we have to ask Conte the question, are you going to be here or not? But it's just dominating everything. It's every press conference. It's always, will yeah. he, won't he? And it, it, it's got to be a distraction for the players. Um, so I think if, if he is going to go, I'm personally fine with that. Thank you very much for your work and, and goodbye. Um, but it, a decision's got to be made before the summer, because otherwise I think it's just going to descend into a circus. Alex, what do you make of uh, a number of fans wanting Antonio Conte gone? 
Personally, I'm a big fan of him. I think if, if he is backed in the right way, he will bring success to this football club. But there are a number of fans at the moment don't like the style of football and don't like him. What do you say to them? I'd say to them, I can understand it. I can totally understand it. Um, it it's not it's not been good enough. Uh, the games are turgid. The, the first half issue is is absolutely bizarre, and I don't understand how it hasn't been addressed yet. You know how many times can can the players and the manager come out and say, you know, I, I, we're working on improving our first half performances, but how are we not seeing any signs of improvement uh, in that aspect? I mean, fans, regular match-going fans, yourself included, must be wanting more. Well, we might as well, might as well turn it for the second half because we, there's so many 45-minute periods just wasted watching turgid, dire football. Um, so I can understand people who want Conte out. My only issue is that, as we know, for the last 20 years, it, it, it's not about the manager you know it's not Conte's fault that we that we have won one trophy in 20 years it's not Conte's fault that he's maybe not got exactly the signs he wanted it's not Conte's fault that there's this disconnect between the board and the fans at the moment you know this is it's been unfortunate that it's come during his reign but it feels like this is just the straw that broke the camel's back you know enough is enough we've tried everything we've tried every style of manager and it all comes back down to the owners at the end of the day who have not provided kind of success that we wanted um so yeah i'd say to those fans look obviously sacking conte might be what you want but who are we going to get in right now right at this moment that's that's going to improve things straight away and, and i genuinely cannot think of anyone on the market or anyone who be, we'd be able to tempt away from their current club who would see an immediate impact so unfortunately i think we're in for a for a difficult rest of the season um and then we're just going to have to hope either conte's back to, or we get a new man in who's going to He's going to turn things around. What do you think the uh, the best Antonio Conte can hope for this season, Alex? Do you think that Spurs could finish in the top four or do you think that it would be worth putting all our eggs in the basket of uh, trying to go for something like the FA Cup that we haven't won for so long? I mean, an FA Cup triumph would certainly be, I think for many fans, that the, you know, it would be the best thing we've achieved for, for years. Uh, you know, Obviously, we've had top four on a number of occasions, but the club's got such a special relationship with the FA Cup. Um, we haven't won it for such an embarrassingly long amount of time, considering our history. Um, but in terms of top four, I mean, even before, even during... Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The World Cup, I was still confident. I thought we'd we'd turn it on a bit afterwards, that we'd come back a bit renewed and with new ideas and with the players who Conte had worked with over break to, to come back and be improved players. But it hasn't happened. And it's just it's just looking more and more unlikely. I just can't see what team 
that are currently in the top four, we, we're gonna we're gonna overtake at this point in time. You know, Arsenal are long gone, City are long gone, Newcastle I can't see faltering at any point. Manchester United are looking better and better each week. So, I, as much as I, I I usually try and be optimistic and I usually try and look on the positive side, I I almost think top top four is gone. Um, so yeah, look if, if we can if we can progress in the FA Cup, that would at least be something positive about the season. It does look like the path's clearing slightly. A lot of Premier League teams have already gone out. So that's something positive. Obviously, Preston should be winnable. If, if we lose that, then it, it really would be crisis. Um, there's still the Champions League. I mean, I always almost keep forgetting, but we still a huge Champions League last 16 against AC Milan, who I think on paper we should be able to compete with. I'd say it's a, it's a pretty 50-50 game. Um, so we can improve our form before that and then get to the last eight. Then as, as we've seen in the Champions League before, Anything can happen. Um, so, in my in my opinion, a successful rest of the season would be to at least secure fifth and go deep in both those competitions. But I'm, I'm sorry, I, I can't see top four now. I just, I just cannot see where we're gonna where we're gonna string together a consistent run of winning games on a row where where other teams are gonna fall away. Alex, you mentioned earlier a couple of weeks ago that the trust uh, wrote a letter to the club asking for. For answers about the uh, the club direction and their ambitions, um, the club are going to respond in February with a, um, a statement from Fabio Prasci. What do you think that that is going to say? I think it's going to be the same, the same as usual. A lot, a lot of PR waffle, really. Um, you know, what, what can they say apart from the fact that they want the club to go forward? That they're trying to improve the situation. Um, I'm sure they'll address specific issues, maybe a bit more. Um, but I can't see it being a, a clear answer that Spurs fans are going to be satisfied with. It will be, it will be very watered down. It will be very, you know, checked by numerous eyes before it before it goes published. Um, so, you, I mean, who knows? It, it's 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 not going to be anything that everyone's going to go. Oh, okay, that's fine. Then you know, all our questions are going to be answered. I'm sure there's going to be a bit more back and forth between the trust and between the club. Um, but it's just, there's just such a disconnect. I mean, again, I, I mean, I hate to hate to point out the example. If you look at Arsenal right now, that everyone is buying into it. The fans, the manager, the players, the board, they all seem to be working as one cohesive unit and riding this, this wave, having weathered tough times. Um, and at Spurs, it just feels like there's all sorts of separate entities. There's fans who want, Conte in, there's fans who want Conte out, there's fans who want Enoch in, there's fans who want Enoch out. Um, there's players who probably want to be there, some players who don't want to be there. So it's it's just night and day between those two clubs at the moment, which is incredible, really, when you consider what happened last season and how that was supposed to be the time for us to push on, having secure Champions League football. Um, and I just I can't quite understand how it's gone to this. It's, it's very, very typical of Spurs. You're absolutely right, Alex. Uh, a lot of people uh, want the manager in. A lot of people want him out. Uh, similar with the board. Uh, a lot of people are, are slating the players, uh, say, stating that the players aren't good enough. Um, we're now talking about a new manager. Reports have come out today stating that uh, Thomas Tuchel would be open to managing Spurs if Antonio Conte left. Uh, i tell you what, that wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, or Pochettino could even return. Um, can you believe... At this stage of the season, we are already talking about a possible new manager. Honestly, no. Um, I just thought, I think last time I was on the show, I, I was just raving about Conte. I, I thought we'd hit the jackpot. I thought this was 
this was finally the, the brave new dawn that we needed. And yeah, there have been periods. There are periods towards last season. I think, as I spoke about that Villa 4-0 game, I remember being at the, I think I think it was a game before in Newcastle, we won 5-1 at home. I was at that game and there was just such a buzz and such a, a sense of yeah. promise. You know, the, the defence had been shored up. We'd looked like we were going, doing well going forward. Kane and Son were, were on fire that day and it just seemed like we were ready to push on and, and you know, go back to the, the very peak of the Pochettino days where we we're challenging for titles and and having Champions League runs. Um, and then this season's just been a complete and utter, let's be honest, it's been a disaster so far. Um, despite, I can't, I'm, many Spurs fans have discussed, but how many matches can you remember that you sat through 90 minutes and even thought that was, that was just an all-round brilliant performance, you know? Southampton first day of the season, that 4-1 win, as I said, the second half against Palace. Um I'm really struggling with any more, really. Uh, maybe Leicester 6-2, although that had a few, you know, defensive problems. So, no, I can't believe I'm talking about the manager. Um, and I just can't think that anything's going to change. I mean, Tuchel, come on. Great manager, but we've we've tried this. We've tried the, the ex-Chelsea manager who's, you know... Many been, times. Many, many times. When's it ever worked? It hasn't. Um, I know some people arguing it's a different because Tuchel was a, a Spurs fan as a kid, but I just, it's not the sort of manager we need. It's not worked. We need someone who's a younger driven, more has better ideas, you know, who's, who's, who's coming through and who's fresh, not another kind of not washed up. That's too harsh, but not another old school manager. Who's, who's going to do pretty much the same as Conte. Who's going to be against the board. Who's going to cause friction in the dressing room. Um, I think if it is too shell, which I don't think it will be for, for record, but if it is, I think that will just, split the fan base even more and it'll it'll just it'll just be another another context situation. It's going to be chaos. Alex, do you think Pochettino is being lined up to be the next Spurs manager? I've got to ask that question. Yeah, no, it's, it's a fair question. And I think I think he might be, you know, I really think he might be. The fact that the fact that it's all gone a bit quiet on the front with him, the fact that the board are being so secretive, so quiet behind the scenes, the fact that Conte looks almost resigned to the fact that he his body language to me suggests that he's not going to be here for the long run. Um, yeah, let's just say I, I, I would not be shocked at all. Uh, and I think if Levy is thinking of a way to appease fans, that is kind of a way to do it. We know what a popular figure he was. We know how much we, we love Pochettino. A large section of the fan base would be delighted to see him back, um, despite obviously still having reservations about the board and stuff. But it's essentially Pochettino coming back to the same to the same role with an even weaker squad than when he left. Um, and this, it all harks back to that painful rebuild he talked about when it hasn't happened. So yeah. I think we can, I could, I would admire Poch massively for coming back. It would show how much adoration he's got for the club, how much he loves us, how he clearly didn't want to go in the first place. But oh, I just, I just don't think it would work out. I really don't. I, it would just be the same issues as before. And it, in a way, it would just show a complete lack of ambition to go back to, to something we had before rather than trying something different. Um, so, look, the, the romantic part of me would say, yes, it would be a wonderful thing. But, I mean, imagine the atmosphere in the stadium the first time he, he took over again. It would be incredible. But I just think it would fade pretty quickly um, unless, he was, unless he was backed, which I don't think he would be. Alex, what players do you expect to go out 
uh, from Spurs in this January transfer window because a couple of weeks ago, I think all of us would have probably said Saar and Brian Hill would have gone out on loan, but it looks unlikely for them to now. Uh, you mentioned Jed Spence earlier. Uh, Tanganga's probably the only one that I could think that could possibly go out in this window. Any other players or, or are you hearing anything about Jed Spence? Do you think he will go out on loan? Yeah, funnily enough, actually, I, I was going to say the only two I can think of are Tanganga and Spence. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been hearing a few things about Spence. The first being that, as far as I can tell, there isn't any sort of attitude issue or anything like that. Um, I think towards the start of his Spurs career, he was he was very accepting of the fact that he wouldn't break into the team straight away. He knew that he needed to work with Conte and kind of get up to speed with, with the team. Um, so any reports that he was immediately kind of, I know, a disruptive influence or moaning about not being in the starting lineup, um, as far as I understand, were, were completely unfounded. Uh, then, of course, we have a World Cup break, which gave Conte the chance to work with him a bit more. And I think both fans and, and everyone really hoped that he might be gradually introduced into the team in, in January. Uh, and for one reason or not, it's, it's not happened. I mean, I find it baffling, especially when you look at games like against Portsmouth in the FA Cup, why he couldn't have been given given more of a role in that, in that game is just, just baffling to me. Um, so it seems clear that for whatever reason, Conte doesn't trust him. Um, and yeah, it, it's looking like it, it'll be a loan. I just hope, I really hope it's a loan to a Premier League team rather than a Championship one. We know yeah. we know he can cut it in the Championship. We know he's was one of the best players for Nottingham Forest last season. We don't need any more evidence of that. So if he is to go, let's talk about maybe Southampton. I think that would be good for him. That would be a good test to see where he's at. And Spurs fans themselves would be interested to see him on a weekly basis and see what he can bring to, to you know, a, a lower Premier League team. Um, so fingers crossed that that gets sorted. And then who knows if it is a new man in the summer, maybe he can come back and and make better use of Spence, which would be a big bonus. Um, and yeah, Tanganga, I just think, you know, he's, he's popular obviously among the fan base. He's a local lad. When he first broke through, it, it looked like he was he was the next, you know, the real deal at the back. But it's just not really worked out for him. I think most fans probably would be of the agreement that he's just not quite at the level we need him to be at the moment. Um, so that could be another loan, but it also wouldn't surprise me to see him leave permanently. I just I just can't see a world where he's going to make it at Spurs. Um, and it's pretty telling that, I mean, we've seen all sorts of issues of our back three and he's even then just been used kind of intermittently, hasn't he? And he's still not been trusted despite the struggles of Dyer, um, Longley, etc. Um but apart from those two, we just we can't we can't let anyone else go until we've brought anyone else in. I mean, as you mentioned, Brian Hill, he has looked better in recent weeks, but probably the plan would have been to loan him out again. Um, but with Richardson's injury, Kulusevski seems to get injured on a regular basis. We just we just can't afford not to have him. I think um, the same with Saar, who obviously was probably the the only bright spark in that Arsenal defeat, um, and who's looked really promising over the last few weeks. So I. In the same way, I don't see any major incomings. I can't see any any outgoings other than those two. I was going to ask, Alex, apart from Pedro Porro and uh, Leandro Trossard, um, any other players that you think may join Spurs in the next two weeks? I'm, I'm struggling. I really am. Um, unless, I mean, the only thing I can think of is that if, if we really have decided that the, the Lloris situation has become a crisis whereby we can't make it to the end of the season with him, um, maybe they'll, they'll be looking for another goalkeeper. But as I said before, I'm, I'm pretty confident that'll be more of a summer project than right now. Um, 
<laughs> there's just so many areas of our team, so many that we need to fill in. I mean, why we didn't go in for a more of a creative midfielder in the summer, I'll never know, especially when, <clears throat> excuse me, especially when Ericsson was being linked and it seemed like he would have preferred us over United, but we didn't really push for him. Um, yeah. We now, I think, being made to look really stupid in that front because he's been brilliant for United, one of their best signings. Um, I still think we need another another forward, another centre-back, another wing-back. Um, are we going to get them? I don't think so. I think, as I said earlier, at a push, maybe Porro, maybe Trossard. I think other than those two, or a similar profile player, I can't see it. I can't see it, unless there's some some mad last-minute deals on offer or a, a loan move that suits all parties. Um, nah, I, I don't think so. And, you know, as I said before, as a player, who, who could blame you for... But not fancying at the moment, it's, it's such a such a turbulent time at Spurs. That w- why would you fancy kind of risking your career to, to to join the the circus that we are at the moment? Would you be surprised if we didn't sign a right wing back in the next two weeks? Because when you said about how well we've done in the summer window, I completely agree with you. I thought we we started off very very well, which of course we always leave signings to the last minute. So we started the window well. All of the clubs around us then signed players. So our window didn't look as good as we thought it was. At the end of the window, I thought that we needed a couple more players. Jed Spence, of course, we didn't know whether he was going to come straight into the first team, uh, which, of course, he hasn't. Um, The right wing back situation, Alex, is just it's so obvious. And I just cannot believe uh, that we are, you know, two weeks gone of the January window and we haven't got this deal done. If it's just a matter of a few million pounds to get the Pedro Poro deal done. Mm. Well, you know, it's it it should come as a surprise to any of us, really. We know that the club operate in that way. They have done for years and years and years. Um, but, I mean, it's getting to the point now where, for example, with Emerson Royale, it, it's almost beyond a joke. And I, I, I feel for him because I think he's yeah. trying his best. It's, it's not through a lack of effort. It's not that he's, you know, just thrown in the towel or anything. But... It's almost like in the stadium now you can sense it when he gets the ball. Everyone's waiting for him to to make a mistake, to jump on him, to moan, um, to dent his confidence even further. Uh, and I, I blame Conte for that. He's the one throwing him throwing him in there when he's when he's not up to the level. Um, and it's just going to be a farce if we if we're playing playing him for rest of the season, and it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. You know, I thought at first maybe he's he's you know he's, he's looked rusty. Maybe he'll improve. It's just not going to happen for him. Uh, and that's just another criticism of Conte. It's just for stubbornness. Why is he keeping playing in there? There's, when everyone else in the world, anyone with a pair of eyes can see that... Even, I'd even play Doherty here. I mean, I prefer Doherty to Spence, um, to Royale for sure. So I'd like I mean, I'd mean, like to think we'll get a right wing back in, even if it's not Poro, if, if it's someone else, even if it's a temporary solution until the end of the season. I think every Spurs fan would, would need that um, to feel any kind of optimism. But... This system of Conte's is not going to work and never will work unless we get in a pacey right wing back and left wing back who who he trusts. Um, and the club must know that. They have to know that. I'm sure they've been told that by Conte. So it's down to them. It's down to them now. Hopefully the Poro deal can get tied up, tied up sooner rather than later. But it would not surprise me at all if it drags on. Uh, we don't agree terms and miss out on him. It, it's, it, nothing surprises me anymore on that front. Yeah. Alex, lastly, uh, of course, um, Thursday evening, we take on the champions, Manchester City. It doesn't get any easier, does it? And then, of course, followed by Fulham away. Out of these two games, how do you see, uh, you know, how many points do you think Spurs will pick up out of six? It's a very good question. I mean, the City game it is just such a strange one. Um, 
as I, as I touched on earlier, just the, that fact of fans almost not wanting us to win. Um, I mean, look, our, our record against City is is strangely very good. Uh, we've you know been a bogey team for them over the past. They're not in great form, but then again, you you just feel like they could easily turn it on one day and beat us four or five nil. I think that a, a draw wouldn't shock me, just because again it would be a very Spurs thing to do to to not get the win, but also help Arsenal out in that sense. Um, Fulham away, honestly, I I, I don't know. They they are playing some really good football at the moment. I've watched a lot of them recently, and they've been so impressive. Um, and again, if we don't, if we don't, if we're not at it straight away, if we don't turn it on the first half, it would not surprise me at all to see us go, you know, one or two down at half time. If if you push me for prediction, I'll be, I'll be more on the pessimistic side, and I'll say, I think we might get a point. I genuinely think we might get a point. Lose the city and draw with Fulham. Um, look, I'd like to be more optimistic. I wish I could be. I usually am, but it's just, it's just the way that I, I sense that. The players at the club are at the moment where I just don't feel like there's there's a game plan. I don't feel like everyone's putting their weight for Conte. I don't feel like he's putting his weight. And um, it could get very messy very soon. Just on team selection, Alex, particularly for these next couple of games, Man City and Fulham, Hunmin Son, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Hunmin Son, my favourite player at Spurs. But of course, his form hasn't been that great this season, uh, to say the least. And Hugo Lloris has been at fault for four goals so far this season. Do you think there's any chance of Antonio Conte possibly replacing Hugo Lloris for Forster against Man City or Hunmin Song coming out and Richarlison coming in? I mean, maybe, maybe. Um, the problem is I, I don't think Forster's a huge improvement on Lloris either. Um, I think he's, from what we've seen from him so far, he's got his own faults. Um, and to be fair to Lloris, whenever he's made big mistakes in the past, he does bounce back. I know that's not not excusing the errors he does make because he's, he's cost us on, on too many occasions recently. Um, but it would, you know, on the other hand, it wouldn't surprise me if he just came back against City and played a blinder because that's the sort of sort of goalkeeper he is. Um, Richardson, I'm not sure how fit he is, to be honest with you. I, I'm not sure if this is this is the kind of game you want to throw him into. Um, and what what is the other option for Son? He has been awful this season. Maybe he can regain a bit of hope against City because again he, he's got a very good record against City maybe there's there's part of him that thinks right this is the game where I'm really going to turn it on and, and get back to my best um, and yeah we know we know Conte doesn't like to change things up, up much so I'd, I'd be surprised if either of those changes happen um, but I wouldn't blame fans or or anyone for, for wanting those changes um, hopefully Benton Kuhl's back I think that'd be massive for us obviously he's he's brilliant yeah. and um he could make a big difference. So that, I think that would be the, the big team news we'd all want. Alex, very last questions for you. How many um, signings do you think Spurs will get in the next couple of weeks in the January window? And where do you think Spurs will finish in the league at the end of the season? Um, I think we're going to get one signing. I think it's going to be Porro, and that might be it. And I think we're going to finish... I'll go for sixth. I'll go for sixth. I just... I Yeah. Sixth and a very disappointing season overall. Europa League then. Um, Alex, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, it's been you. a pleasure talking to you again. Um, tell everyone where they can find you and what you're up to at the moment and uh, what they can expect from you in the next couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, so um, as, as mentioned, I'm a, I'm a content editor at Express. Um, we've obviously got a lot, plenty of transfer news coming up for you. It's, it's going to be a, a hectic few weeks. Um, so please do join us on, on the Express's online coverage. 
Um, and also, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's alex.milne underscore 92. Um, and yeah, fingers crossed I can bring some some good Spurs signings, but can't promise anything. Yeah, fingers crossed that Alex will be writing away and uh, getting lots of news published about all of our signings and Antonio Conte perhaps staying next season. Who knows? Or even uh, Pochettino, Thomas Tuchel. Who knows what's going to happen in the next uh, few months, certainly. Um, Alex, thanks so much. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. And until the next time, come on, you Spurs. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.